Are you ready? Oh yeah! Let me tell you something, brother. If you're looking for the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in the podcasting universe, then look no further than Ring the Bell. Bringing you the best in the world at what we do, and what we do is take over the world of wrestling reviews, baby. Now, Ring the Bell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Ring the Bell, the WrestleMania, the aura is still around us, but how is it still around us, given that it's been five weeks now since WrestleMania, but somehow we're about to talk about a show that has WrestleMania in the title. Let's try and make some sense of this situation. I'm host Andrew with me once again, returning is Ali Thompson. The preview master it is now, isn't it? That's, preview this, master, this, it this is. is. I've settled into my role. <laughs> um, WrestleMania backlash. Yeah. What the fuck's going on with this? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It just for me, WrestleMania should finish Monday night after. That should yeah. be it. At a push, I'll go with Thursday night or Friday night for SmackDown. Just, just WrestleMania Friday, yeah. week finishes on that Friday or whatever day yeah. SmackDown's on. WrestleMania backlash in May. Like, why WrestleMania backlash? Yeah, well, it, it makes sense, logically, technically, but it doesn't have to be in the title. But Cesaro's nothing to do with it, as we'll come on to. Bailey's nothing to do with, with Bianca. Yeah. Um, Strowman's nothing to do with Lashley and Drew. I, I don't get what's what's the backlash from. Like, there's nothing it, to... No. It should, just be a, it should have just been a commentator line that you could throw in with yep. certain matches or certain individuals. Putting it in is like... It's like WWE is grasping here, just trying to hold on to the WrestleMania. They can hashtag like, that. That's what it is. Back, backlash, WrestleMania backlash, SummerSlam. WrestleMania, WrestleMania is coming next year is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's it. Let's put the, every, every every year gets bigger and bigger. So like WrestleMania backlash, WrestleMania backlash. WrestleMania is backlash, WrestleMania. <laughs> Chelsea. There you go. <laughs> also, Army of the Dead, the new movie is sponsoring um, this pay-per-view, and they're running ads obviously for the last few weeks on SmackDown and Raw saying, sponsored by Army of the Dead. Batista's in that film, but the company are not making mention of the fact that one of their former stars is in that film, and that seems weird to me. Yeah, I mean, we all know he obviously pulled out the Hall of Fame as well. Um, we've been given reasons, but you do wonder if there's something a little needle between the two at the moment. Because why wouldn't you... It's a, it, it would take no more than five seconds to say, starring former WWE champion Batista. Like, that's all he has to say. But that's not even being said. And it's very weird why they wouldn't use... I don't know, it's just weird. It's yeah, strange. It just, it just seems like there's there's something something going on. It seems... I, I mean, I hope not. I, I mean, Batista's definitely deserving of a Hall of Famer introduction. And he had a... Apart from the, the last run, maybe... You know, his, his WWE days were great and he doesn't hide from the fact that WWE made him who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get in that Marvel Universe, well, <laughs> WWE they, is no longer needed. <laughs> they, they cling to The Rock's movie success. They yeah. they even you know, hang on the Miz's movie success and, and, you know, other things like that. But Batista, who is rapidly becoming a, a force in Hollywood, you know, in not just in the Marvel Universe, but other things as well. And he's recently been cast in the Knives Out 2 sequel with Daniel Craig, I believe. And this is, again, the big film for him, another vehicle for him for his movie career. And you would think that the company that bred him, that made him this star, as he's admitted, wouldn't use his name just in some way to say, sponsored by Army of the Dead, starring Batista. It's it's noticeable enough for me to comment on it. Yeah, it's it's strange. Um, I mean, we can only... 
the only thing you could hope for is maybe Batista's asked for it not to be trying to make it on his own rather than be known as the, the WWE guy. Yep. Not everybody's the rock. And I'd imagine a lot of wrestlers, especially WWE guys, maybe get looked down on at parts because oh, of the, the wrestling guy. Yeah, we've heard for years that you know when if if a name comes across a Hollywood producer's desk and he sees WWF or WWE or whatever wrestling on their resume, they're more likely to turn it turn it away and that instead look into it. And Hogan, to a small extent, broke a mold. Obviously, Rock broke the mold and you know everything, and and that sort of led to a lot more wrestlers getting parts, big or small. And Batista kind of followed that path, and he's doing great stuff, absolutely great yeah. stuff. But yeah, it's just, I noticed it a couple of weeks ago, I thought, oh, that's weird. And it happened again last night on SmackDown. And yeah. it's like, okay, that it's, and now with the Hall of Fame thing and, you know, reasons, whatever. Yeah, it's just, who knows? Maybe that'll come out at some point. There may be something there. Yeah, no doubt. Dot sheets will be everywhere over this. <laughs> um, before we start, um, obviously, literally just before SmackDown went on the air last night, uh, the news did break that Jerome Young, known to wrestling fans all over the world as New Jack, sadly passed away following a heart attack at the age of 58. Um, obviously, for more mainstream fans, New Jack and his existence, and I think maybe kind of a who's that? Because he was never featured in the ECW stuff in WWE for roughly reasons. If we saw Dark Side of the Ring back in season two, you would have seen the episode of New Jack, which is incredible. Recommend go and watch it. And obviously, if you're an ECW fan from back in the day, you'd know all about New Jack and what he did and, and who he was. Either way, though, he, he had a big impact on, on the business from back in Smoky Mountain days all the way through to ECW, TNA for a spell as well. It's a big loss. He's a big character, big character. Yeah, um, I think the, the biggest thing you always take is, is all the, the flooding tributes from the from his peers um, and all the the so-called dicks in the business even coming out, you know, and just saying what a what a good guy he is, and um, yeah, just for me it was ECW, you know, in the the late the late nineties. Um, just yeah, what a guy, what for, and it's only fifty eight. You know, that's just it's a scary thought, Andrew. Mm. So I'm I'm not that far comparatively away from that, and I think okay, obviously we spoke off air about you know the ECW environment back in the day, and you look at the amount of people from the Smoky Mountain days and from ECW yeah. in that that peak time, how many of those guys unfortunately are no longer with us? And it it's at the moment it seems easier to count the guys who are still with us from that ECW time than than not, unfortunately. And it yeah. But New Jack, WWE, could that could something happen, do you think, back in the day, or do you think New Jack was never quite able or willing to adapt his personality to fit that corporate structure yeah i'd imagine that's probably what it was i think in ring ability he definitely could have he could there's have worse happened. than him on the roster today 100 percent. He, he wasn't great he was basic he was a brawler but there's worse than him on the roster yeah we just know how we know how strict wwe was like to do it their way and and it doesn't matter what you think of it they're a billion dollar company so like as much as you can criticize because it's not what you want you know they're not wrong but yeah like he i'm sure he's not if he was, if he's still with, I'm sure he has no regrets over not end up in WWE. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, Smoky Mountain, which was arguably one of the biggest and most popular, you know, in the, in the 80s and that, and then on to ECW. And we all know, like, people can say what they want about ECW, but it's still charted around the world. Exactly. Like, today. And and that was supposedly the company that was, you know, a tiddlywink company and, and died years ago. Yet it's, it's talked about more than WCW, who was really the big company who, you know, took over WWE for that. That period of time, so yeah. Um, yeah, look, he's just 
to to the to the people who watched them, or especially anybody who watched that Dark Side of the Ring, I think you got a real a close look at New Jack and and almost a lot of those ECW guys as well. If you, if you were a fan, just it was almost like a strange. You know when you listen to a podcast and you feel like you know the people you're listening to. You know you feel mm-hmm. like they become part of your part of your life. And I, I feel that like that with the ECW lot. You know it was just you felt like they were doing it specifically for you. It wasn't. Yeah. To the world, it was they were looking at you. So, yeah, like, um, what just thoughts go out to any any family and friends who were close to him and that. And as you say, unfortunately, it's becoming, and I feel it will keep becoming more and more regular. This having to cover guys like this as we go through the podcast, Andrew. Um, any thoughts, feelings, or, or you know, memories you got a new Jack? You know, you're more than welcome. Feel free to to contact us. Contact details at the end of the show. Um, before we get into WrestleMania backlash, um, obviously SmackDown was last night. Uh, it was your usual go-home show for a pay-per-view, some heat on Cesaro, uh, some some more build-up to Bianca and Bailey. But the big news, the big news, Tamina is a champion. The Tamina train, choo-choo! Tamina's a champion in WWE. I fucking love it. Yeah, love to see it. I was watching this at four o'clock this morning when I woke up and as soon as I seen the had one, I, I honestly wanted to message you and wake you up because I knew how excited you would be. Oh, yes, come on. Oh, it should have been a WrestleMania. It should have been on Backlash, but it's on SmackDown nonetheless. Tamina is a champion in WWE and, oh, well, fucking love it. Oh, Do you okay. know what? There's not a more deserved tag team, to be fair, right now that deserves the gold. Natty does a lot for that company as well. Um, and it's not been great for her the last few months. She she used to be that almost placeholder, mm-hmm. you know, to elevate. And they've kind of almost run a mock of her in recent time. But I'm loving what they're doing with the women just now that I, I think Natty's husband's behind a lot of the producing of the yep. women's matches. And, and you can kind of tell because even the, the poorer ability wrestlers, at least the matches are making sense and, there's that. So yeah, I'm delighted for Tamina and Natty. Like the, as you say, it should have happened at Mania with fans. Um, but I'm glad it happened on SmackDown rather than WrestleMania Backlash. More people will see it on mm-hmm. with BT Sports in the UK and whatever in America than there's still loads obviously who don't have the network or Peacock and, and well, yeah, uh, exactly. So, yeah, no, delighted for them. Um also it gets a lot of stick, W Creative, but the fact they've taken two veteran singles performers who in the eyes of many kind of didn't have a lot really left to offer the company yeah. have made him into a viable tag team who and you saw the crowd at mania were really behind them like really behind them and credit to creative they've taken these two single stars not a lot going on no one really cared about them and they've made them into a tag team that have got support both online and physically with wrestlemania fans full credit that this is what creative can do when they actually put some time in well, I think this is. I don't think like I don't think anybody's saying creative or terrible. What we're saying is they're lazy, because we we can see they can do it. Uh, we know obviously Roman obviously has got Heyman and Brian and all that behind them, but we see that stuff. The how they built Drew, how they built Sheamus. Um, unfortunately, it's all the rest that they just don't care about. That lets them down, you know. It just and 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 that's always going to be the case unless they can. Buck up there because even some of the terrible stuff, like we always compare everything, always gets compared to the attitude era. Yeah, and if you go back and watch it now, there are some awful, awful stuff. But because everything was so good and they they portrayed it well, it was actually all right because the story was good. Even if some of the stuff we remember was like you know way up, way up, whereas it probably wasn't. 
But because of the story and all the, the gimmicks around it, there was just so much time and effort put in it. And I, and I feel that's not there unless you're almost a top guy. No. Yeah, I mean, at, at the risk of turning this into a Vince Russo praising session, which I'm very loath to do at the best of times, <laughs> um, back in the actual era and around that time, everyone had a story. Like from yep. the top of the card to the very opening match, everyone had a story in some form or fashion. It wasn't just a match thrown out there. I mean, me and Ross did uh, obviously bring in the thunder for the, for the amount of times we could put up with it and we had to <laughs> tap out eventually. But there were so many matches on, on thunder in 98 that... Um, just happened for no reason. And they weren't there just to build up. A st- it wasn't there, oh, because that guy's feeling that guy, he can show up and it does a run in, blah, blah, blah. It was a match that was happening for no reason. Back in the day on the actual day on Raw, everything happened for a reason. It was D'Lo Brown with his European Championship, you know, escapade, hailing from Helsinki one week and, and Paris the next or whatever. Al Snow with Head, or the yeah. silly things. But everyone had a story in some way. And nowadays, as you said, laziness the big guys, obviously Roman does his own stuff, crack on, fill your boots. But it kind of stops around upper mid-card, mid-card at the most. It's just like, oh, we've got nothing for them. I'll oh, just chuck them out there in a the match. Like Ali and Ricochet are putting on a hell of a clinic right now, a main event every week, you know, and everyone's praising it online. But they're doing that themselves almost, it feels. Like they're just being left to do that themselves on main event. Creative have a chance to do something with these two guys, but instead we're seeing somebody throw tomatoes at somebody on Raw and it's like, come on. Like, this isn't difficult stuff. It's, it's, we, 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 uh, wrestling fans know wrestling isn't, you know, quote unquote real, right? We, we, we know this. We want a soap opera. You know, all our wives and, not being stereotypical, obviously being old men, but like, obviously all us guys who watch it, we've all got girlfriends and, and wives who watch soaps. You know, that's their weekly routine. You know, like, we can't slag it off because it's just storytelling routine. And this was what Raw and SmackDown should be. It's weekly episodic TV shows. Um, I mean, SmackDown do it fairly better than him. But it's why NXT and, and for me, AEW are head and shoulders above both shows. Um, NXT, for at least this year, has been by far the best, the best storytelling show. Week yeah. to week to week. Like, I, NXT has got me hooked back in. I'm now watching it as soon as I can watch it on the network or if I can find a, an online because obviously we're not be getting it live now that it's on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got me hooked. I, I need to see it as soon as possible now. It um, still confused me how one company can have NXT being so yeah. good, SmackDown being so good, and Raw being so bad, and even yeah, a, NXT UK being good as well. Like, four shows, and three of them are booked really well by different teams. But then Raw, the flagship, the longest-running yeah. episodic TV show in history... <laughs> can't do what the other three do and it's the same company like yeah, that boggles so my mind it's so so frustrating and that 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 that's where my criticism of WWE come from is it anything else they do it's just how can it it's it's like polar opposite one's black one's white almost here it's like we're, we're genuinely like it's not even close like Raw will have one good show and maybe six mm-hmm. they'll have a really good show and you're like right yay and this is it and then it's like the next week is like oh yeah okay yeah, the next week Baron I, Corman's in the main event again and it's kind of you know, yeah, yeah, just baffling. Okay, we're about 20 minutes in. Let's get into the pay view we're here to talk about. Uh, WrestleMania backlash happening tomorrow night on the network or if you're in the US, Peacock. God bless you. Um, let's kick straight off. We're going to do this in order of what we think probably is highest to lowest in terms of priority and all sorts and whatever. Uh, let's start with Damien Priest versus The Miz. Why is this feud still happening? It should have ended up mainly when Bad Bunny put Miz away. Worst case, drag on a couple of weeks on Raw, have a blow-off here, but why is Priest still mixed in with Miz and Morrison? 
uh, typical lazy booking from WWE with an NXT talent, unfortunately. They, again, for all the praise we put on this this storyline leading up to Mania, I think we were all very high on it. Um, It was surprising it wasn't the tag match originally, and obviously they added that later, so whether that was part of it or they just realised they needed it. But this should have been blown off at worst on the Raw after Mania, Mm -hmm. where Priest beating Miz convincingly as well, and then elevating Priest to a new story. This, yeah, this, I have no idea. It's it's almost taking a piss out of Miz because they know what he can do and it's definitely not helping Priest regardless. Even if he wins, it doesn't help him now. It's been too long. He needed to make an impact. What hasn't helped is that in the last few weeks, um, Morrison has had two visual pinfalls on Priest that basically he would have won if it wasn't for... Uh, you know, the Miz accidentally interfering. It wasn't If it wasn't for something else, Morrison would have beat Priest, and that's not a good look to have. It may seem like a little thing, but viewers are going to see for two weeks in a row, Priest was going to lose to Morrison if it wasn't for something that stopped it happening. And that's not good for someone who is supposed to be a big... We hear a lot about they want to give Priest a big exposure shot and they want to really have him as a feature player. And yet he's stuck in a feud where he was the second to a rapper who outshone him and everyone else on the card pretty much at Mania, <laughs> he's not looking great. It's like this isn't helping him. And well, beating he, the Miz on pay-per-view is not going to do a lot either, really. Yeah. He's, he's the pawn, isn't he, for the, the inevitable Miz-Morrison split and feud. The, yeah. And that's what they've used them for in this. So, like, I mean, are we doing predictions for this? Yeah, why not? I mean, my, I, for me, as you said, like, well, We've had Morrison obviously going to beat him. I genuinely feel for, for Sunday, we're going to see Miz about to beat him and Morrison interfere. Yeah, I think it will be Miz. Miz will have the visual pinfall. Morrison will make a mistake, and uh, stop the pinfall, and that'll be the, the, the instigation for the split. That'll be their new story. They'll go off with and branch off. Priest picks up the win and then goes on to... Corbin. <laughs> Fucking hell. But then Corbin was on SmackDown last night. Feeding, yeah, he was. It looks like with Shinsuke and Axe because Shinsuke stole his crown after... Baron beat him in three minutes. It was a great image at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so Corbin's back on SmackDown after his little dalliance on Raw a few weeks ago with, with, with Lashlin and Drew, and Priest's got nothing to move on to because the Intercontinental Championship is on SmackDown, and that could be a natural progression for, for Priest. That's gone. Uh, who's the US champion right now? <laughs> I don't know. Who's the US champion? Right? Oh, uh, Sh- uh, Sheamus. Sheamus. Oh, yeah. The US champion. Okay. Priest versus Sheamus. Big Hoss fight. I'm, a, I'm, all, I'm here for that. That could be a path for Priest to go to, but that feels too soon, maybe. Yeah, only because I think if anybody else was champion, I'd be all for it because I wouldn't mind them putting on a title on him and go, running with it. But do you? can you have him lose a title match so soon? That's the thing. And Sheamus deserves a bit of a run with that, I think. He's, yeah. he's working the first few months of the year has earned a, a decent run with a championship. So, and do you do that 55th thing of our oh, priest loses the first match, then wins the second body EQ, then gets a third title match and wins it? Do we need, do we want to see three pre Sheamus matches three months in a row? And, and again, it, it goes back to WWE creative. This is what I, I hate like the, the flip flopping. And we, I feel we see the same match like it is. too much, you know, and uh, like e- even Drew and like with Drew and Bobby that will come on it. Like I feel we've seen the match 900 times. <laughs> we've not, do- but. Do we put Priest in the running for money in the bank in a couple of months? I'd be okay with that, but do you feel you're strong enough talker and character to carry a briefcase? I We've not we seen almost... that yet. Yeah. But Bad Bunny did the most of the, the mania build. He was there every week. 
I'm trying to remember his NXT, but I don't really remember him much of a, you know, quick quick snippets from him. But I feel where a, a money in the bank, you need you need somebody who can cut promos and you can like not a lot of ring time, more mm. more more mic and you know showcasing the briefcase. I mean, I, I honestly don't know what we could do with him. Yeah, I, I feel he'll be thrown in a tag team soon. I, I think we're we're coming close to that time soon where we can start speculating who who the front runners are for Money in the Bank, and that'd be a show that that we can look at soon regarding booking the immediate future of the company regarding Money in the Bank and stuff like that throughout the summer. Priest, I think, is 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 in there, but I'm not sure he's strong enough to hold that. We had it at Otis last year, of course, and look how that turned out. Uh, so yeah, but for this match at least, uh, for me, Priest wins and then goes on to. Something and the yeah. Miz and Morrison start their 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 split. Yeah, I, I'm trying to even think of a of a person you could put them on with, but yeah, I think on Monday we see Miz and Morrison on like Miz TV or something, and that's where the feud the feud splits, yeah. especially with with Maurice kind of floating around. Morrison's a babyface, I assume in that, yeah. It has to be, yeah. Miz is the best heel in the company. Okay, yeah, I, I would I would have assumed that it's just. You never know with this company. They're probably no, well, Maurice yeah, with Morrison yeah, and have a turn on Miz and yeah. No, Miz, Miz will be the babyface. The new TV show comes out. Ah, yes, of course. Okay. Miz and Mrs, isn't it? Okay, you could have Miz and Maurice go face then and Morrison could be a heel. Miz did yeah. did okay as a face with the Shane feud a couple of years ago, so yeah. it could work. I yeah. don't know. I'm not sure. I, I yeah. Okay, up next, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode defend against the father-son team of Ray and Dominic. Uh, history could be made here. First father-son duo to win the Tag Team Championships or do Ziggler and Roode continue their reign? Uh, Does anyone uh, care is really the question. I, well, my, 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 I was about to ask if who cares is an okay answer. Um, I'm so WWE's tag team division is... I know we've just said about Tamina and that, but they just don't care about it. Just um, I'm, I'm struggling to care about this one. But I, for history and for Ray's career, and I, I'm not sure it elevates Dominic in any way, but it would be nice to see them as tag team champions and have that moment, father and son, and come through. But I feel Dominic needs to almost turn on Ray somehow and kind of just... I was going to say, could, could we pull the trigger on that? That long talked about Dominic Swerve, and he um yeah. he turns on his dad. If he wants a long term career, it needs to happen while Ray's still in good because Ray can still put on good matches. Obviously, but that's not going to last forever. And you want to do it while Ray's not old and you know like still trying. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you give them their moment first, and then maybe? Make the, the split why they cost yeah, yeah, maybe you do. You, you have them win the belt here or belts here, and then maybe at the next pay per view, which I'm not sure if it's Monday Bank or Extreme Rules. I can't, I'm not sure what's up next for, for June. Uh, you could then have the, the belts yeah. go to someone else and the Mysterio split, and that's where the then maybe go to SummerSlam, you know, father versus son. Yeah, it'd be a nice moment, isn't it? To see them both win the titles and then you know, give Dominic that big win. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have Ray not wanting to fight, I'm not going to fight you, I'm not going to fight you, and then. I don't know. Bring it. Bring it. Is that Aaliyah? Is that her name? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Bring Aaliyah into it, like Dominic turning the whole family, and maybe I don't know, inadvertently hit her, and that's where yeah. they decide. Oh no! Well, wait a minute. You're not doing that to her. Um, but yeah, I, I'd give them the moment. Like Ray deserves whatever Ray wants in that company. I, I genuinely feel he's earned and deserves. Like he, he's gave me as a fan, and I'm guessing yourself as well, some some incredible moments. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and made you believe, almost made you believe when you were younger you could be a wrestler. Yeah. You know, somebody like that. I mean, I, I remember watching the unmasking and thought that was the end of Ray and obviously that nothing nothing close to it. And for me, he's been the best, you know, Lucha Libra that we've seen, best small guy definitely there's ever been. And um, yeah, give, give Ray and Dominic the win here. Um, like Drew and, Drew and um, not Drew, what's Dolphin? Rude. Rude. True. I got them mixed up. Um, yeah, they're they're like Teflon. Like they'll they'll put on clinic matches whenever you need. That's that's just their role anyway. They don't they don't need the titles. I think Bobby's found his ceiling, whether he likes it or not. You know, yeah. he's he's never going to ascend up the singles ranks. Z- Ziggler's been around forever now, and he's never going to go any any real higher. Yeah, you could take the belts off him. You give back to him the month's time, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's they'll they'll work. But for now, for me, yeah, new tag team champions. Yeah, I'd I'd go with that. Yeah, I think I think as we'll come on to a lot of other titles, I can't see too many switches. Um, so yeah, do this one. It's it's a proper feel good moment as well. Even though there's no fans in the building, mm. the, I do feel the Thunderdome would be very loud over the screen. Um, naturally, not piped in <laughs> if, if we get the Mysterios with the titles. Okay, up next, SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Bianca Belair, who, of course, won the belt from Sasha in that classic at WrestleMania, uh, now defends against Bayley. Uh, is it weird that on a show entitled WrestleMania Backlash, we see no signs of Sasha Banks? Um, yes. Um, again, that's why I don't understand why we need the WrestleMania name. Um, but we've not really seen much of Sasha. Well, I can't think of much, unless I'm missing much of Sasha since Mania. No. It's also weird that Bailey wasn't on Main yet and now all of a sudden she's number one tender for the women's champion. Yeah, but you only have to point now and ask and you get that's so, very true. Yes. That's, that's the new rules. Um, as we'll come on to how Rhea won the title in the first place. But I mean, forgetting the, the logical stuff there, this this is great for Bianca to get such a heel in, in Bailey. Mm-hmm. I mean, if these two can work, this is this should be a hell of a match. But again, Bailey doesn't lose anything from losing. Um to, to Bianca and just elevates Bianca to the next to beat Sasha and then uh, Bailey back to back pay per views. Just you're you're definitely pushing her to the moon here. For me, since Mania, someone's been missing with Bianca and I can't put my finger on it. It she she had that great moment at Mania and it, it felt right and the build up was there and it okay the Reginald stuff was a misstep but it 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 was done right with how she beat Sasha and everything. But since Mania for the last four or five weeks, I'm not getting that kind of that feeling that Bianca is going to lead that division through the next year. Like Sasha did, like Becky did, like Bailey did when obviously her and Sasha held the belts for a large, that first year of the pandemic, something with Bianca, is she miscast? Is she a heel that's trying to pretend to be a face? I don't know. Just something isn't grasping me yet that I feel should be for someone who's been put in that position with the grandeur of mania and everything. Yeah, I, I don't think like personality and character-wise, she's she's quite at that level yet. She definitely, I think, I love the moment of being champion and mm-hmm. in ring. There's nothing that can top it. But we spoke obviously before when leading up to Mania, the whole thing was confusing. Even the build-up to making the the title. So it was just, I think WWE just looked at let's just get the title on her and we'll we'll learn from there. And mm. yeah, I think that will come gradually. I think, I think she. She's definitely not going to lose the title to Bailey. I think she's going to keep it and, and move on. But there might be something fugazi going on here to keep to keep it moving along. Um, because I think she needs to keep working with, with a heel Bailey or a heel Sasha if we ever see Sasha again 
um, like soon, you know, to, to try and elevate her, or if it works out, she is going to become because kind of being that 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 EST, it's a heel line. Yes, a bit like you know Sasha and the boss. So maybe it's a case of we're building her up to kind of finally snap and become the heel, and Bailey come back to babyface baby, and because there's not a lend, there's not a lot of babyfaces either. Like uh, all, Bailey's a heel now. Sasha's can be a baby, but she's she's a heel. Naomi's um, a face. Naomi could be brought in as a challenger for for Bianca next. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see Naomi any more than I want to see Mandy and. Um, hang on, but I, I know what you're saying, but like all all the all their main women are all heels. Like like Becky Becky got popular by being the the cool heel, you know the I do what I want authority figure beating mm-hmm. up. I mean, you know, so her best character is that as a heel as well. Like what she's doing is heelish, although the fans love her for it because she's going against everything. But it's technically a heel. Yeah. So this is WWE's problem. All their all their best women. Or heels. None of them can be good baby. Well, Bailey could, but we all got sick of the the really good baby Bailey baby, um, yeah. especially on the main roster. So I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you're not the the more they beat up on the one the woman that no one really cares for. It's it's just making them maybe that's the thing because they're going to get cheered for it. So maybe you could, you could move one. Asuka over because obviously she's going to be pushed out the picture, I imagine, soon on Raw. Yeah. So you could move her over to SmackDown. It's an option. Obviously, Becky is due back at some point. So that obviously opens up a new feud for whether it be a Rhea or Charlotte or Bianca, unless you don't put Becky in the Becky in the total picture immediately and you give her like a setup feud with a Sasha or with a Bailey or yeah. Yeah. See, Becky's the hard one, isn't it? Becky, you it makes no sense not to put her straight into the title because she literally handed the title away. But the problem is you overshadow the champion no matter what show it is because Becky is Becky. She almost transcends the, the, the women's division because of how big she was before she went away. Well, yeah, it's, it's in comparison to The Rock and Austin, isn't it, back at the time? It is. If, if the title wasn't on those two, then it didn't really matter who was champion because mm-hmm. we were watching The Rock and Austin. And yeah, like... As much as I dislike Charlotte, but it's almost the same with Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, and Sasha. Doesn't matter who's champion when those four are on. Yeah. Especially Becky, who who she's above WWE almost. She's you know she's almost like that rock superstar and the Austin superstar. Whatever Becky does, whether it be like a, an interview, you know she's going to get millions of views if she's on TV normally. That then if she's on wrestling, people will watch that. Or if she's on you know like a Joe Rogan podcast, say. She's going to get the views because she's mm-hmm. Becky Lynch. She doesn't need to be WWE's Becky Lynch. Yeah, and and that's yeah, and that's almost WWE hate that almost in a way because she's almost she's not bigger than WWE, but you know she's always she doesn't need them now that she moved because she did it on her own. That yeah. the social media stuff was incredible, and um, I think WWE are very cautious in how they how they book. I wouldn't rush her back yet. I'd wait until SummerSlam when there's a live crowd. I don't think you need to bring her into Thunderdome yet. No, I don't think there's a reason yeah, to. Yeah, and it needs to be regular crowds. You don't want if SummerSlam's only a one-off again, mm-hmm. and you're going back to Thunderdome. Don't bring her back, or don't bring her as a, as a one-off as a, as a returning guest on a, on a segment or whatever, and then don't bring her in storylines until you have that regular week in week out fan presence. Yeah, something like that. Um, right, uh, SmackDown Championship. Uh, Bianca Bailey. Uh, are we both in agreement? Uh, Bianca yeah. retains. 
Bianca retains. I don't, yep. I, I'm not. I'm not sure if it's going to be a clean, clean one. Um, it should be, but drag it out to another month. Yeah, because again, what have we just said? Who else have they got? Okay, sticking on the women on the Raw side now. Uh, women's Championship on Raw Triple Threat. Rhea Ripley, the apparent new face of the Raw Women's Division, taking on Asuka, fine by me, and Charlotte, who, in interest of fairness and playing both sides, she has. They've tweaked the character in the last few weeks and she's kind of ditched the whole, like, I'm Queen Charlotte cliche lines, but it's still the fact that Charlotte is straight back in the picture after, what is it, 12, 13, 14 reigns? And it just feels like... And it's not her fault. Like, we've said this before, like, on air and off air, it's obviously not her fault. She's not booking this. But it's it's a a tone-deaf element where they just don't realise... That we don't want to see Charlotte in the total picture. We we don't want to see it. No, it's it's the it's the John Cena booking, isn't it? It's the the early days Roman Reigns bookings. It's the it's now the Charlotte booking. This is what it's known as. Um, yeah, we don't like. She's producing some of the greatest promos that I've, I've heard of. Her, in fairness, since Mania, mm-hmm. I think she's been incredible on the mic and and in the ring, she she's almost untouchable. At her athleticism, you know, it's it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like if they want us to care about Charlotte, they need to make her human. Yeah, they need, she's they need to stop making her Superman. Um, I, I know it sounds this sounds really horrible, but people only cared about Roman properly when the leukemia stuff came out again. Yeah, but obviously we're not asking for her to get seriously ill. There almost needs to be a. And, and also, I think they did try to do it with the, the Rick stuff, you know, with the Rick and um, uh, Lacey. Oh, the Lacey, yeah. No, I think they tried to, like, have it that way and kind of show the... Because the, some of that stuff was all real. This is the thing, like, this is the this was the dad she grew up with. And I think that's what they did try to see. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I feel Charlotte, they're going to put it straight on her right away because it's Charlotte... I feel they've done awful for Rhea um, and Asuka again. Just that pawn who's getting, who deserves much, much better. Do you see this leading into the one-on-one with Charlotte and Rhea so Rhea can get her win back for Mania? Because this feels like this where it's going. And for all the stuff we say about Charlotte, are they going to finally realise we can use Charlotte's position, power, name value to actually make Rhea that focal point that she's threatening to be. Yeah, because that makes sense. So, I mean, what we reckon it's either money in the bank or an extreme rules next. So, so whatever one, yeah. So you, you have, you have Rhea beat Asuka tonight. Like, sorry for Asuka, but, and then Charlotte still got that. Well, you didn't beat me. Yeah. And then you leave them, you know, and hopefully you can have a good because Charlotte's a great storyteller. Wrestling's in our blood, so fine. Mm-hmm. Give her, let's give her the benefit, the the, the credit she deserves. Sorry, the next pay per view, let Rhea beat her clean. Keep Charlotte out of the picture, maybe for a month at least. <laughs> it's hard for WWE, and then you're see what Rhea can do. We like I was quite critical of Rhea, obviously before the pod and. You heard my thoughts. I just think their, their booking over has been terrible. Let's just see. Give her the ball. Let's see if she can run with it now. Because people forget that her and Charlotte put on a great match at Mania last year. It was a oh, really, yeah. really good match. And people kind of forget that because they focus on the real loss. Why did Charlotte win? All that anger. But the match itself was was absolute 
quality. Yeah. So if you if those two go out and Rhea's obviously redefined her character a bit and she's got the championship now, so it brings a, a, an, an in-ring confidence and Charlotte is now definitively playing a defined heel role, those two could put on an absolute classic if if they have the option and the time and the availability to. So yeah, Asuka, I think, has to take the pinfall here to set up that singles match. And then maybe Charlotte can drop out and feud with a Becky because then you don't need a champion. Because Becky and Charlotte has its own history. It doesn't need a championship. It brings Becky back into the company. It gives her a feud to get her teeth into for a couple of months, but it keeps them out of the total picture more importantly. And that for me is the only way you could bring a Becky back in without risking Raya being overshadowed by the presence of a Becky, maybe. Uh, uh, wait, just just quick quick thought in my mind there, as you said, like bring Becky back for like a, a talk segment. What about if you like after WrestleMania backlash, um you've got Becky comes back, you know, a one night, let's just she's coming back to update us on you know, our future. Mm-hmm. Comes back, she doesn't know. What about Charlotte, like, taking her out and... Yeah. Leading Puts her out to a SummerSlam. Yeah, leading up to Charlotte, Rhea, for the title. Rhea yeah. then beats her. Charlotte's trying to get a rematch. Returning Becky. Yeah, you Rhea, could do that. And then let Charlotte and Becky have... almost. You could almost have, like, a best of three. You know, you could have disqualifications and lead it up to, like, a, a cage match or... As much as, again, I wouldn't want Becky being brought back in the Thunderdome because it, it ruins that first return moment. Mm-hmm. If she has to show up for a talking segment to get beat down by Charlotte, then it's kind of a, a necessary evil, I guess. Yeah. But that could be where you go. It brings Becky back into the 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 mindset. Yeah, it gives Charlotte that heel heat of taking oh. Becky back out again. And it built, sets a built-in feud when Charlotte's done with putting Rhea over. Mm-hmm. And take Charlotte out of that title picture for a few months. Yeah, I think that's the best way, and that gets you real heat on Charlotte as well. Yeah, you know that's you know you can imagine if the best to many fans that Becky comes back and she's talking about reclaiming her title that she gave away, she never lost, and mm-hmm. even whatever the pay per view is, she can highlight that as that's when she's getting it back. You know, she's already spoke to Adam Pearson, that say whatever, whoever's you know running. She spoke to Vince. She's got her title rematch. She can even have the contract in her hand, not signed yet with a pen. And Charlotte just comes out literally like, don't let Becky get a single move on her. Yeah. Let Charlotte beat her up and then, I don't know, break her ankle on a chair or something. And then that's it. That's your heel heat. Have Charlotte sign the contract there and then. And then lead up to that. And then we don't hear from Becky at all. After the pay per view, Charlotte could still be beating down Rhea. Mm-hmm. After Rhea's beat her, and then Becky's music, boom, the place will erupt. It it, it seems like relatively easy, but again, this is great yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, so you know it ain't gonna happen. But for yeah. now, for this match, we're saying Asuka to take the pinfall here. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. There's no way Charlotte's gonna do it. So yeah, Rhea, and I'm hoping for a strong performance from Rhea as well. I want NXT Rhea's character to come here. I want the blonde hair, the short blonde hair. I want the the spike jacket. I want because she looks like a superstar. Mm-hmm. I want her now to be portrayed that way permanently. I want this, the whole, the only thing I don't want her, I want her to stop, that stupid stomp and her, and her ring walk. It's is awful. awful. Yeah. yeah. Okay, double main event time, if that's indeed what it is. Let's start with the triple threat for the uh, WWE Championship. It's Bobby Lashley defending against Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. I don't, 
I don't know if I want to see Braun in this. I'm kind of I'm I'm over Braun. I'm absolutely over Braun as a as a top line guy. The chance came and went with Brock yeah. years ago. They've obviously tried. He you know obviously the whole stuff with Goldberg at Mania last year and and Roman pulling out and everything. It just oh yeah. I, I don't know. And yeah. as you said, Drew and Bobby have been going on it for, for, for some time now. It just feels like we're seeing this again with a slight change of the triple threat element this time, but it's still the fact that it's it's these two guys in there with someone who hasn't done a lot in Braun Strowman. He beat Shane in the cage last month, but is that really that impressive? Um, I don't know. Your, your thoughts? Yeah, I can just echo everything you've just said. I, I, I don't care about um, Braun, uh, I've barely cared about Braun, but at least I could see when they should have put the title on him. Um, it feels very Rybackish to me. Um, the way they've the way they booked Braun was kind of similar. So, yeah, no, kind of kind of over that. But as I say, I, I I'd like to know how much uh, interaction we've seen with Drew and Bobby. But for me, it just feels like we see it every week, and I'm 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 done with it. It's like there's only so much we can see. I think I miss. Bobby, when he's with the heart business, I love yep. the group together. I think it looked better. I do understand that you're now showing that Bobby's like the main event to kind of take him serious. But I think we all took the heart business serious because it was such a... Obviously, I had the, almost a political message behind it as well at the time, but it just looked cool with them all in suits. Um, do I see anything changing? I, I think Bobby carries on as champion. I, I just don't see them giving... If they're going to give Drew the title back, they're definitely going to do it with fans, I think they're starting to... Drew's, yeah. I don't know if you've read any Drew's books, uh, his books or his new one, or you've heard him in interviews promoting it, but he's he's now going on about, like, it's not time for him to be champion, it's time for him to be, like, you know, humanised and having a fight up, so I, I just don't see it anytime soon. I would actually use this opportunity to take Drew out of the title picture and give him a set-up feud somewhere. Um, I think, let's be honest, since Mania last year when he beat Brock... He has been in total matches every time. I, I can't think of a match he's been in in the last 15 months where he hasn't been in a championship match. Yeah, maybe was the think, Roman one champion for champion. That was about uh, okay. both champions. But, yeah. Yeah, right, but other up. than that, he's always been in the total match. He's yeah. always been over the main event or the, or the semi-main event almost. He's not been in a normal one-on-one feud with a personal stake to it other than the championship. And I love Drew. I think he's done amazingly well in the last year or so, obviously in the pandemic here and carrying the company. Absolutely phenomenal. Superb. But everyone needs a break at some point. You know, Austin had it occasionally. They gave him a side story of the McMahons if the belt wasn't involved. The Rock had it as well because he could adapt to title or non-title. It didn't matter. The Rock made it worth watching. I think it's now, you said, humanizing Drew. Give him another element. It's not just... I was the champ. I lost it. I got it back. I'm now the champ. I've lost the belt. I'm going to have to chase it again. You don't want this. This is why people have 14 world total reigns because this is all they do. <laughs> you start, look at Randy Orton. Um, see, um, Ross and I are doing the, we're building up to a Randy Orton uh, deep dive episode. So I'm doing a lot of looking to Randy Orton, a lot of research around Randy Orton. And I'm all about Orton right now. I've completely fallen in love with character again. For me, he's had a great year or so. But I look at someone like Randy Orton, who's now obviously in the thing with Riddle, and he had the thing with The Fiend, that you can say about how that ended, good or bad, and there's lots of stories out there about, about what's gone on my brain, all that sort of thing. But Randy Orton, for me, epitomizes someone who doesn't need a championship at this point in his career. And I get he's 19 years into his WWE career, 
and therefore he's at, he's at that point and Drew's not at that point where he, he doesn't need the championship but at least give him a break like at least give Drew a break from the championship picture freshen him up when he does go for the belt again maybe around SummerSlam use the return of fans as when Drew goes back into that picture but for now I need I need a break from Drew in the total picture that's not a knock on Drew it just it always needs a refresh and I think it's time for that Get, just get him on a losing streak. Like, <clears throat> get him on a losing streak and building people up for Bobby to take out. If you want to keep Bobby mm-hmm. as your, you know, your really dominant champion, like, obviously we've seen Jinder Mahal come back last Oh, time. yes. Get Jinder to beat him. You know, let him beat him. You know, they could be talking, oh, well, yeah, I, you're not champion anymore. You know, I can beat you. Let him beat him. Let <laughs> almost Drew be the gatekeeper for anybody who wants a title shot. Mm-hmm. You know, have, even have Drew 50-50 booking. But anytime he gets to like that number one contenders match, he loses it, and he elevates like a a gender or a, even get, if Sheamus was to ever lose the US time, give Sheamus a crack at Drew. You know, let Sheamus like I'll I'll watch a best of seven Sheamus v Drew. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no title on the line, but the winner the winner of the best of seven gets a number one contenders match, and let Sheamus win it. The the other question I got as well with with. Bobby is if Lashley's not facing Drew, does anyone then care enough? Like, does Lashley's WWE Championship reign need Drew McIntyre as the challenger? Is Lashley strong enough with MVP by his side or whatever? Is he strong enough to be that heel champion if it's not against someone who has that personality and that appeal of a Drew McIntyre? I, if it was me for for a for a month or so, I would feed him. You know, lower down guys get somehow get in title shots. I don't know how you how you manage it, but let them start squashing people and let them just be a an absolute killer and be like, you know, let, obviously MB he is doing a great job as the mouthpiece. Either that have I can't believe I'm going to say that because I don't want it to happen, but have Drew, uh, Bobby turn on MVP and let I don't know how how much ring work MVP can put in still, but if you could get a, a little feud. Where Bobby and MVP, um, MVP can carry it, like mouthwise. Uh, looking through the roster on Raw, who do you see as um, kind of challengers for Bobby? Actual challengers, there's none, and this and this is where Raw's went so wrong um, for the for the time being. We've got. I mean, who have you got? I mean, Jeff Hardy never wins at all on Raw anymore, which is obviously the big complaint. I mean, you you could go get the returning Jinder Mahal, give him a give him a chance with with Shelton Benjamin and uh, yeah, Shelton Shelton would be a good shout, but obviously stuck in the tag team with with the other member of the Hardys. Can't remember his name or oh, Cedric. Um, who else have we got? I mean, you can't do AJ and Almas. They're obviously in the tag team. You could use Kofi, maybe split up the new day for not split them up, but use them singly. Um, yeah, you're 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 very limited. I mean, yeah, I, I'd maybe go Kofi because then you've got a proper baby face. You know that would be a a story. Could sell for Lashley. That would work. Yeah, and then obviously you then have Woods and well, Kofi can talk anyway, but having Woods and MVP just kind of being the mouth it would be quite fun as well as. You know Kofi and, and Bobby could put on a on a cracking match. And Kofi has that former WWE champion um aura, so it, it, it wouldn't be out of place that he wouldn't step up looking for another shot at that championship. Yeah, and obviously that's been the big the big 
like kind of touchy point for a lot of fans as well that Kofi never really got that mm-hmm. that return. So yeah, you could set up that because again they're not really looking at the tag team division are they on Raw? So so why not? Yeah, Kofi. Kofi's my answer. Kofi is who I would go to after backlash. There we go. Okay, uh, but for now we both say Lashley retains pinning Braun. Oh, I would. I think it'll be pinning Braun, but I would pin Drew to take him out of the. As you say, yeah. I think take him out of the picture. Let kind of Drew just be Drew again. Let him build up. I want to see the fact. Not that it's gone away, but I want to see the. I like the fighting up, Drew. Almost like I like the underdog Drew, which is. Strange to say about a six point four, like like man of steel here. But yeah, I like almost vulnerable building up. Needs to prove his place, Drew. Over, I'm I deserve to be here, Drew. Mm. Okay, either way, Lashley retains. Just a case of who he pins to to, to retain. Right, main event, <clears throat> or we think main event. Who knows? Roman Reigns head of the table, the big dog, Tribal Chief defending against Cesaro. It's the match we all wanted. Cesaro is getting the World Championship match, or uh, Universe Championship match. However, it just feels it's the absolute wrong time to get it because Roman ain't losing this belt anytime soon. Yeah, I think we could say that for the next probably year, though, to be fair. Um, Minimum. Uh, the, what I'm going to just I want to say quickly, I, I, I'm sure I've said it before, but on Roman's entrance, obviously, now with the new music, which is incredible, that Roman statue figurine thing that pops up on the screen at the start, is that is elite? That's what separates WWE from any other company. That is just phenomenal, like viewing. If yeah. you watch that and and think you know WWE is a rinky dink company, then there's something wrong with you because that is it's mesmerizing. Like I want to reach out and touch it when it's on the TV. For all, obviously, we we speak about you know obviously WWE, AEW. Obviously, you know you watch AEW and things like that, yeah. and you've always been a staunch defender of AEW, and, and you know, you've you've admitted their faults, and you know you're oh, not yeah. one of those blind. You know, they're brilliant, they're amazing, they do everything perfectly, but they do a lot of good. Um, but are, are we in agreement that right now Roman Reigns is the absolute biggest star in the business? Like, in terms of the aura, the look, the presentation. Yeah, no, it's not even close. No like, one is bigger no. than the Roman Reigns and, right now. And what I'll say is a lot of it is down to the production as well. Like, the, again... My, my biggest complaint, I think, he, as I say, NXT is the greatest wrestling show on TV for me by a mile. And then AEW is right behind. But what lets AEW down when we're talking about all this is I think they're they're a good to great show every week. But the problem is they make mistakes production-wise to the point that, I don't know, like even WCW wouldn't make in the, at their worst the, the blood and guts match last week. I don't know if you've seen all the, the criticism of it, but like, yeah. I have no issue. Obviously, I don't want wrestlers landing on concrete, and I, we no, all know all these falls are staged and they're staged to protect the wrestler. But the difference is, Rikishi once fell into a, a truck of hay, but guess what? Nobody cared because of the way the, the camera was shot. Yep. And whereas the Jericho one last week, they shot us looking down so you could see everything that he fell into. There is just a way to shoot stuff, and no matter what I will say about WWE, their production is bang on the money, and this is what AEW need to learn. But yeah, they've always, always known how to present. Yeah. WWE have always known how to how to make the thing you're watching, whether it be the person, the match, the gimmick, the angle, the, whatever it is you're watching. Yep. More okay, they've made mistakes. They're not infallible, but. No, yeah. 
that and with Roman Reigns after so long of everyone saying turn him heel let him be who he wants to be stop with the baby face it's taken all this it's taken a pandemic for him to basically be able to say let me do what I want to do now like I'll come back but let me be who I want to be and he's been given the ball he's snatched the ball he's run a mile with it and with Heyman, obviously, uh, behind the scenes, maybe with Brian and, and Roman's creative vision on this, he is absolutely the star that he should have always been. Yeah. And it's at the point where, in this era where we talk about having Drew have a break from the total picture and having guys kind of maybe not being that like a Charlotte, we don't want to see Charlotte in the total picture all the time. With Roman, we're saying, don't take the belt off him. Look, keep it for another year. Keep it for another two years till the rock's free or whatever. It's, Absolutely. We don't want Roman to lose. And it means having, okay, Cesaro's got to kind of lose when they want him to win and all this lot. But right now, anything other than Roman as a champion is a failure for me. He is absolutely the biggest star. He's presented as that. And he should be the champion. And no one should touch him. Yeah, I think I said before the, the media show that I want him to stay champion until the, the LA WrestleMania, which is in two years, I believe. Yep, twenty-three. Yeah, that's when I want Rock back. And but Rock shouldn't win. Rock should. Roman should still win, but that should be the first time where you think shit. Roman's actually going to lose. This is the first genuine threat in two and a half years as champion, and that's incredible to say two and a half years, but it could happen. Yeah, it's it's scary. I mean, I don't think we'd lose much of the story if we have, especially just that. I love what they're doing just now with the Usos, especially bringing back Jimmy. Yeah, I think it's just added such. Do you know what? If you had told me a year ago that Jey Uso would play a pivotal part in WWE, I would have quit the podcast and never returned to the regular belt because <laughs> that would have been ludicrous. But this whole main event, Jey, and the story, and just the whole fighting just now, the internal struggles, it is like a dad with two brother, two sons. Yeah, you know, it's it's so relatable. And this is again, we go back to how the hell Raw could be so bad because SmackDown has a, like I haven't watched live wrestling like live for God knows where, apart from pay-per-views. But the Usos this morning, me watching it, had me engrossed. Like, I, I could see both their sides and I'm like, I don't know whose side to be on. And I mean, they're both, well, one's a bad guy and, and the, the the whole Jimmy's t-shirt, nobody's bitch. Amazing. You know, like, I, I just, I've always been a fan of the Usos together. And I, I do think one day we're going to see the three of them all together with titles. But right now, Oh, it's just making so it's, it's must watch. Like you have to, you have to see what's going on. Cesaro, has this total shot come too soon? Not for winning it because obviously he's not going to beat Roman at any point. But in the sense of he's just had the thing with Seth and he had the mania thing and, and obviously all this sort of this hype around him. Mm-hmm. Could you have held this off for a SummerSlam? to really build up that he had to fight his way through the Usos and had to fight his way through, you know, um, Heyman manipulating Adam Pearce and all this. So I had to really, really earn this over months as opposed to straight in. He beat Jimmy or he beat Jay. And there you go. Basically. I think that would have been great. But what my, my caveat to that would have been, would that have not been too similar to Brian? You know, I, I get that's what makes sense. You know, you fight the Usos and then you get... It's like, almost like a computer game. You can't get to the big boss until... Mm-hmm. And Roman you know, is the biggest boss of them all, you know. So, do you see... Well, my prediction, I tell you what, I'll just go straight in it because it builds yeah. up the story. So I think, obviously, I think Cesaro wins on Sunday, but he doesn't win the title. Okay. You know, uh, there'll be a there'll be a counter-disqualification 
Well, it'll be disqualification because, but the Uso, Jay will definitely get involved. And then Jimmy will probably get involved because he's still kind of the way he's been helping mm-hmm. only when G's getting attacked. So I think Cesaro will win. He'll look, he, I think it's going to look like he's going to be beating Roman. And I think Jay will cost the match. They'll be beating down Cesaro. Um, and then either G, Jimmy will get involved to help Cesaro because of what Roman's doing, just to add more that way. Or we'll see Cesaro kind of get the better of Jay. Roman leave because he's got his title, and then Jimmy attack, and then you maybe see some start seeing Jay confused or what side to be on. Um, I, I think we do see Roman Cesaro at SummerSlam with fans because the fans are going to be right behind Cesaro by then, and I think you'll then see Cesaro well leading up to SummerSlam, which will be what end of July is it? Uh, August twenty second. July, August, yeah. So I think you might get a couple of months of the Usos and Cesaro and Cesaro almost trying to, you know, Roman, as you say, we Heyman and Adam Pierce like sleezing his way out of of it, or maybe even see a triple threat at one of them. And see, with, with SummerSlam being with fans, it looks I I have a feeling that Roman Cesaro will kind of be out of the picture by then because I, I don't, there's been nothing to suggest this, and this is something's popped in my head literally in the last few minutes. I see Roman versus Edge at SummerSlam. A return of Edge, yeah. yeah. It's a big show, it's a big main event, and it's a big show for Edge to return to. Edge isn't going to be a full timer. You know, he may show up at shows to do segments and stuff, but in terms of wrestling matches, he is a part-timer in, in that sense. So he's only going to work with the big shows. And at the moment, the big shows are ones with fans. And Rome versus Edge, obviously, didn't happen at Mania. It was intriguing enough to happen at Mania. You know, I think that's a SummerSlam main event. And even though it does mean Cesaro might be on the, the upper mid-card area with a in an RC title reign, maybe. I don't know. But I just I don't see Cesaro being in the main event for this feud yeah. that long. Yeah, I could see that happening. I think for that to happen, you always need Roman to win on Sunday. Uh, I think you could drag it out for one more pay-per-view. So I, 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 I agree with the DQ. I'm, I'm actually kind of, I'm in favour of, I don't often like cheap matches to build up to another show, but on this occasion, it seems a shame to end Cesaro's total hunt straight away. So yeah, maybe drag out another pay-per-view. Yeah, I like your, I like your edge idea now. So I would change my prediction. I would have Roman win on Sunday, but at the cost of the Usos being the one that, you know, knock him out uh, a double super kick or something. And, mm. and then Roman Roman takes the title. See, this ends for me all the bloodline. The, the Usos will, for me, I'll still see the Usos tag team champions with Roman as the champion and they have all the gold. I absolutely yeah. firmly believe that is the end game here. It's a case of how long it takes. Now, we've seen no physical interaction between Roman and Jimmy yet, which could suggest it's a big swerve and Jimmy turns on, you know, uh, not turns on Cesar, but Jimmy chooses Roman's side this Sunday or tomorrow night and there's you reform the bloodline and and that, and you can get the belt onto the Usos as soon as you can. Yeah. Maybe use the Mysterios as a, a transition from... Uh, Rude and Ziggler onto the Usos this coming Friday on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go with that. Do I start? I, I don't like the swerve idea. I do like the internal fight. I would like to see Jimmy and Jay maybe in a singles match over over it all. Like maybe Jay attack Jimmy for I don't know. 
you know, helping, uh, attacking Roman, you know, if he helped Cesaro. And then that being the turn, you know, maybe I know that it's a the really cliche tag team, but because this storyline's going so well, maybe seeing Jimmy and Cesaro against Jay and... Maybe. You know, and, and that's where we see the Jimmy turn. And that's... Maybe we could injure Cesaro in that so that he, he doesn't lose multiple title opportunities. Mm. We could injure him and then Roman's then moved on from him. So okay. that then bring him back and... I mean, would you not be happy building up to a Cesaro Roman Mania match next year? Uh, I'd love it. I, I don't. I don't see him being that all in on Cesaro uh, well, as a long term yeah. project. But yeah, he signed his contract now. We don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> also leads on to my next question for you: Is do you see Cesaro really taking the chance here to kind of say, right, I'm not going to win this match. I'm not going to win the belt, but. I'm going to show you that I am someone to invest in. I'm going to show that I'm a main event player now. This is his chance to show I'm not going to be the champion at this point at least, but I'm going to be someone now you want to be in the mix. This is his chance to kind of show a Vince McMahon maybe, or to show people who are still doubting his credentials as a top-line guy, this is my chance to shine now. In defeat, I'm going to show you what I can do. I just don't know what more he could do. I, I, I mean... For me, he's been main event caliber for two. Even during, the, you know, the remember when he came out with the James Bond suit? Mm-hmm. Like I thought that started to show, you know, personality and his character because that was always the we always knew what he was like in ring, but that started to show like diverseness in his character. Then we got the bar, which I thought was incredible. Yeah, you know, we, like, we we don't set the bar, we are the bar. I just, you know, just I thought it was excellent. I just think I'm not sure what more he can do. I think if Vince isn't up on him. He's never going to be. Um, I, I, so I, I don't know what you could do with him after that. Like, if, I, I genuinely believe if, if Roman wasn't the champion and the, the story we're invested in, I'd have the title on him now. Right now, it feels like Cesaro's on the. It feels like everyone's on the wrong show. If you're on SmackDown, you're never being. Yes. You're never the champion, and you, you you need to move. And as much as I want to see Cesaro on Raw, because if you're on Raw, you're fucked. But like, if if Cesaro's ever going to win the championship within the next year to 18 months yeah it ain't a world championship at least it ain't going to be on smackdown uh, you know what I'll, I'll go back to anybody who listens to busted open um and i'll obviously i'll compare it to ew ew have got the tnt title which mm-hmm. is just for tv it doesn't get defended on pay-per-views it's just for tv i want a tv title back in wwe um one that's not on pay-per-views and it must be defended every single week Give Cesaro it. You know, there's there so many guys in WWE who are just like, and most of them are like indie guys, like previous indie guys. Like, you know, your, your Kevin Owens, your Sami Zayn's, your Cesaro's. Just get get a TV title on them. Start building up. And it makes sure it's defended every single week. Put it on SmackDown, shove the Intercontinental back onto Raw and leave the two secondary titles over there. And just have SmackDown as that show that's, that's the wrestler's show. And then you just, could even unify the U, the IC and um, US. Just, you have one secondary title yeah. on Raw, and yeah. then your TV belt on SmackDown yeah. as Fine a secondary. And then you could, yeah, that kind of gives the Cesaros, the Kevin Owens, the Seth Rollins. The, it How gives them something to do if Cesaro. they're not in that title picture. Yeah, remember the Sheamus Cesaro best of seven that Mick Foley yeah. said, like every single week. We loved it. I, I, I you can watch a Cesaro match. Like that Daniel Bryan feud just before. Uh, was it just before Mania? Wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, leading up to it. 
that is what Cesaro, it's like the Iron Man title. You know, like, yeah. you could even put a gimmick on it so it's, you know, it's it's time limited. It can go to draws, you know, like a 40-minute a time limit on it. You know, and give them that, you know, that middle segment, a SmackDown. And the two commercial a, break kind of segment. So you where, have to come yeah. back because you want to see, it. like, that's, I think that is designed for a Cesaro. You know, we all know Cesaro's strength, his cardio. There's not many who can do what he does. Um, yeah, that for me, that's when Bully Ray said that. That was that's been in my head for months, and I think that is designed for it. If you're not going to give him the title, which I think everybody's in agreement that Roman is the guy. You know, Roman is the man. Like, give Roman all the belts. You know, if Kenny Kenny Omega's the belt collector. Ro, sorry, but Roman's Roman's the Kenny collector. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. That's for me. That's I think that's just a great idea. You know. I don't like the US title anyway. The, the, the IC title lost its spark in 99, maybe 2000, mm-hmm. you know, when it stopped being that pinnacle for wrestlers' careers. Yeah, give, give me a TV title of some sort. I don't know. What what channels SmackDown on? Uh, Fox. Fox. Give me the Fox title. <laughs> you know, oh, God. Whatever. Give me, give me something. <laughs> something that, that's just on that show every week. I, I never want to see it on a Mania. I don't want to see it on SummerSlam. I want to see it at Rumble. None of them. It means you never get Cesaro on pay per view, though. <laughs> fine, fine. Does, does it does Cesaro missing a, a five hour WrestleMania really matter? Okay, and, a, and a match that means nothing. We, we, okay. He's been in WWE for nearly what eight nine years now. Yeah, about that. One first, he's been on one WrestleMania main event. Yeah, um, like main show. Yeah. Okay. So, right. So um, prediction time. Uh, we've obviously you've you've gone through both. Sides actually in the last ten minutes. Um, your thought, Roman Cesaro, who wins? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to stick with the original. I genuinely think this is what. Well, I, pre- I do prefer my other way now, but yes, I think Cesaro wins via DQ and goes on to another show. Yeah, I think obviously Kevin Owens got three pay per views. Cesaro can get at least two. Definitely, yeah. I mean, and each time have it look like Cesaro's about to win. You know, yeah. make it look like that it's coming. You know, um, just don't mess up. Like they did with the the Kevin Owens one. Like let's try and keep the the, the no the, handcuffs this time. Yeah, please. But yeah, no. Yeah, give us Cesaro right up until yeah. Give him the next two, and as you say, if Edge wants to come back, sort of thing. Give him somebody. It seems very derogatory, but somebody bigger, somebody mainstream. Yeah. Well, one. Yeah. Okay, right. That's the six matches that are announced as of right now. Look on the Reese website. Obviously, I'm sure they might add another. Um, we currently have no Intercontinental Champion booked. That's set for this coming week on SmackDown. Next week of SmackDown, it's uh, Apollo Crews defending against Kevin Owens, uh, Sami Zayn, and Big E in a photo four-way. Uh, we had, of course, the SmackDown Women's Champions uh, crown, new champions crown, Natty and Tamina. Choo-choo the Tamina train. Come on. Oh, yes. Uh, they might be on the show. Who knows? Uh, yeah, so six matches. If that is what it is, you're looking at a good two and a half hours, 2.45, three hours yeah. tops, which is a lovely, lovely pay-per-view to watch. Should be good. We'll be back hopefully on Monday. Don't know who will be here, but someone will be here to talk about the pay-per-view nonetheless. Um, if you have any thoughts, feelings, predictions, what you think is going to happen, if you agree, disagree with what we've said, you can contact us in the normal ways on Facebook at Ring the Bell Show, on Twitter and Instagram at Ring the Bell Pod, and the email address is ringthebellpod at gmail.com. 
Um, you can also uh, do us a huge favor by giving us a five-star rating and a review over at Apple Podcasts. And you can listen, share, recommend all the other usual social stuff uh, at Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, and anything else. If someone does podcast, you will find us there. Ali, in closing, any other thoughts to add? No, I think we've covered covered a good deal and a lot more, as, as we always tend to do. Um, we do derail the track a few times when we're previewing shows, but yeah, no, I'm actually semi-looking forward to a couple of the matches. I, I'm, as I say, I'm so engrossed in the Roman stuff just now, so yeah, let's let's see where it goes, and I can't wait for you and Ross to get the, the Randy Orton deep dive in. It's Rand, coming. Randy my goat, so... Um, one track that isn't derailed is the track that Tamina train is on. Choo Choo Tamina is the champion. The day is here. Um, one more time, uh, New Jack, rest in peace, commiserations, uh, condolences to all uh, family, friends associated him. That's a loss to wrestling. Definitely. No Definitely. Yeah, there's not much more to add there, but yeah, rest in peace, sir, and thank you for everything you did for us. This has been Ring the Bell, ready for WrestleMania Backlash. I've been Andrew. I've been Ali. Andrew. Yep. Ring that bell.